Like it or not, the school year is upon us, and with a new superintendent at the Columbia County School District, many parents and students want to know what to expect. We're taking you back to school on this episode of Range of Influence. Welcome to the Columbia County Chambers podcast, ROI, or Range of Influence, presented by Premier Networks. I'm Russell Lahodney, President and CEO of the Columbia County Chamber, and sitting with me today is my co-host and past chair of the Chamber's Board of Directors, Reagan Williams, who's also the Senior Vice President of Maybaum Real Estate uh, when he's not behind the mic. Welcome, my friend, and uh, you've got details on today's guest, right? I sure do. I sure do. We had the pleasure of sitting down with Columbia County School District's new superintendent, Dr. Stephen Flint. You know, he came here right at the end of the school year in May, and he spent the summer gearing up for the 2021-2022 school year. Well, this is going to be a great conversation about what our parents and students can expect this year, so let's not waste any more time. Now, our interview with Dr. Stephen Flint is right on the other side of this message from our presenting sponsor, Premier Networks. Premier Networks is the premier information technology and cybersecurity firm in the CSRA. You have enough to worry about for your business. Leave it to the Augusta IT guys to ensure your IT is done right. No ironclad contracts, no fine print, just fast, reliable technology from an experienced customer-centric team, locally owned. Call for a free cyber assessment because in 2021, IT has to be right. Premier Networks, the official IT partner of the Augusta Green Jackets. Welcome into the studio, Dr. Flint. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, obviously, school year's coming up. We're uh, about a week away from, from kids being back in school and uh, a lot of exciting things going on. But before we kind of get into, you know, talk about school, uh, I'd love to, you know, say, hear a little bit about your perspective. As residents, we take a lot of pride in our school system here. And I'm curious from a school administrator's perspective, what was it about Columbia County that, that really attracted you to come to this area? Sure. And, you know, first, you really should be proud of Columbia County Schools. And that's one of the reasons I did want to come here. Um, I spent um, almost 28 years in Gwinnett County and had the great fortune of having a lot of different roles there. And during that time, I got to work with school systems from not only around the state, but around the nation. Um, I knew at one point I'd want to move on and uh, try to move into a superintendency. So, you know, any uh, job you're in, it's natural to look at different places. And uh, through that time, Columbia County came up many times. I, it was very interesting to me. I, um, I, I got to know a little bit about Columbia County actually when uh, I was uh, first couple of years teaching. I started a soccer program in Gwinnett County at Decula High School, and we were in the same region as some of the schools here in Columbia County. So if you go all the way back into the mid-90s, um, I was driving a bus out here with my soccer players, and we were getting to know uh, players from out here. And I remember um, at the time, and um, we had great competition, but it was really about the people and the area. And so all the way back there and up uh, through the years, my children played lacrosse, and we actually were in the same region a couple of years. Uh, they were at Archer High School in Gwinnett, 
and we would travel out here and um, and play lacrosse. And so um, that's an up and coming sport. And and so I got to know the area. I actually stayed uh, in the area over uh, a couple of weekends. Um, but I also knew the area because of the schools, and um, it's a very well-managed school district, and that's well-known across the state. And, um, you know, for me, um, I'm interested in, in being somewhere where I can raise my family, where I can enjoy the community with other people who enjoy the community and have great schools. And, you know, I think when businesses are trying to relocate, when individuals are trying to relocate, that's a big part of the question. If you have kids, that's really your primary focus. Uh, they're our greatest resource, especially as parents. And so we want to know that um, not only are they taken care of, but they're going to learn the academic knowledge and skills and, and be able to do things later, whether they move from one level to the next or whether they're looking to go to college or even into a career. And Columbia County has done that. And coming in, uh, we can build on that. You know, I I think uh, when you look at a place that you want to go, you look at somewhere that can continue to grow, and this area is growing. I think we're probably going to talk about that in a little while, um, but that was another another big uh, question for me, somewhere that's growing, somewhere uh, where we're going to see an influx of people. We can do some stuff with maybe a building program. I was fortunate in Gwinnett County uh, during the time I was at the district office um, to open 35 schools. We were obviously a very fast-growing district there. Um, we're not going to be doing the same here, but it's in the same vein. It's, it is growing, uh, so you have some options. You have some opportunities. Um, so, you know, with that question, those are some of the first things that come to mind. I could probably talk all day about it because now that I've been here and lived here since April, um, I feel even more strongly about it. Um, I learn great things every day and meet great people every day. So I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm blessed to be here. Well, some of the, you know, comments you made about, uh, you know, what brought you here, quality of life, great place to raise your family, uh, a community that's growing, uh, is really a theme that we've heard throughout almost all of every single one of our episodes, that everyone talks about those kind of things. And um, I'm so glad that you recognize those <laughs> from your spot in Gwinnett so that you could uh, land here. Um, there's a lot of excitement in our community about kind of uh, certainly our school's uh, past and our future. Uh, and so we're excited, but before school starts, um, I think there's something that we want to get to about kind of what our school year is going to look like. Uh, and it really comes down to some new guidance that the CDC came out with this week. Uh, and we're certainly understanding that COVID is far from behind us. Uh, and um, you've been quoted here recently and school district releasing some guidance this week. Um, could you take a moment and just tell uh, us what students and parents can expect uh, this school year uh, in terms of what requirements or recommendations that you guys are putting in place right now and, and what you'll be looking for uh, in the future as you make uh, changes to those? Yeah, absolutely. And as you know, um, I think the last time um, I I talked kind of publicly about this was at our board meeting. Um, we had a great board meeting on uh, this uh, this past Tuesday, and I was able to talk to some of the media after that. Um, it was about an hour before the board meeting that we heard that the CDC was adjusting some of their regulations. And uh, so we are going to continue to work through that. Um, obviously, uh, guidance from all the national agencies is important to us. Um, guidance from our local health officials is extremely important to us. Um, uh, what worked last year 
is what we're going to fall back to. Um, we're kind of looking for the plan and any adjustments that may need to be made. Uh, but we had a very successful year last year with minimal number of cases and spread in the schools. Um, I think it comes down to what our numbers look like um, today, um, next week, maybe the next two, three weeks, or even until this thing is over. Um, are we seeing spread in the schools? Are we able to mitigate it? Are we able to uh, contain it where we're not seeing that happening? Um, so right now, uh, a lot of the things that we currently have in place that you heard last year were in place. It was a, it was a well-designed plan. Uh, the bipolar uh, ionization modules that are in all of our schools that um, Dr. Carraway um, put in place last year. Uh, hand sanitizing stations throughout all of our facilities, um, encouraging uh, proper hand washing and and really uh, educating students on a number of areas. So not just um, how to wash their hands or how to stay clean appropriately, uh, but how to socially distance appropriately. And um, when cases do come up, making sure that uh, we're, we're very honest about people not feeling well and not coming to school when, uh, whether you're a teacher, employee, or a, or a student, um, not actually coming into the building. Um, we are gonna continue to monitor um, all of our cases and we're gonna report um, all of those cases uh, as we did last year. Um, you'll, um, you'll also know that um, uh, last year uh, we made adjustments through the school year. And so, I, you know, I think it's incumbent upon us to not um, have a single focus to say, this is what we're gonna do and we're not gonna change. I think it's important to say as, as things change in the community and in our schools, we need to be willing to do that. Um, right now, um, masks are optional in schools. Uh, they are required on the buses. Obviously, we've got a lot of students uh, on, a, on a bus at a single time. Um, that was also a federal mandate that really never changed, uh, and so we stuck with that as well. Um, we do have a return to school plan 2.0 that focuses on not only um, the COVID uh, mitigation efforts, but also kind of what we're focusing on to help students kind of return to, to learning in a new year, um, the content that they need to receive and, and uh, the possibilities of any learning gaps and how we're going to address those in our uh, student population. So um, I encourage our uh, parents and students and anybody who's interested to continue to watch that. We'll continue to communicate any other changes that are necessary or needed um, uh, through the media, but also through our website and on that plan. So uh, that's where we are right now. And um, there's not a day that goes by that we don't uh, have a meeting and have some discussions around the current numbers, uh, what we're seeing, and then what changes we may need to make in the school plan. Well, and I think it's important to know, it, it, like you said, you know, you're going to have to be flexible because, you know, we have a spike going on right now, but, you know, in, you know, November or, or whatever, hopefully we'll be kind of out of the woods again. Um, so, you know, I appreciate that. But I think what the parents in, in our community really appreciate more than anything is the fact that the kids are back in school and in-person school, um, you know. I think over the last year that we've kind of gone through this mental health, I think has been a big issue amongst kids and, you know, being isolated has kind of 
caused some issues, I think, with with many kids. And we just saw it, obviously, this week in the Olympics. You know, Simone Biles, one of the the most uh, premier athletes, had to to step back from professional competition because of mental health issues. Our schools and our teachers are probably one of our biggest assets in identifying some of that. Can you go into a little bit maybe of how the the school can play a part in that and how important mental health is uh, and how you guys are taking it? Absolutely. Um, and and it's, uh, it's obviously not just in our schools. I think each of us um, were affected. Um, it was a challenging year. Um, it was difficult to interact with others, whether it was a time when we were very isolated um, and, and doing everything pretty much digitally, or whether it was a time when we came back together and had to wear masks. And, you know, each of those restrictions is a challenge, and that affects us all really individually and as administrators came back and as teachers came back to uh, prepare for the opening of this school year that's one of the things we talked about uh, with them not only them working with students but them working with each other and helping each other as we go through this Um, because it takes all of us and uh, there's a lot of efforts that are going into um, the help with students this year uh, we, uh, you've probably heard, we have increased a number of counselors uh, with the latest approved budget. Um, we were able to reduce that ratio um, a little bit. I think there's a couple of areas when we look at uh, student uh, mental health that we need to be focused on. Um, the first is kind of the high level, um, all students, um, helping them to understand themselves, to be able to get along with others, to be able to interact appropriately in a school setting or in a team setting setting, um, to learn how to collaborate, to learn how to make friends. And uh, all of that happens, and it's it's all of our expectation to work with students to help with that. And so um, all of our teachers are not only trained with that, but we also give them a lot of resources to help uh, partner that with the content that they're teaching. And so it should be intertwined. Um, The second part um, is more of a wraparound service or a therapeutic service need where we identify students that may need additional support. Um, And that's very important. We have reporting mechanisms in the schools that are set up to do that um, where we can identify if students are having some challenges. We can work with their parents and get them additional help, whether it's help within the school or maybe outside the school with medical help. Um, and, And those therapeutic services aren't necessarily uh, something that all students would interact with. So um, we've, we've kind of got a designation there of, of two different paths we follow, but they're very important for, for all of us to help identify students that may need the need, may uh, need the help, uh, whether it's just in a classroom with their homework or getting along with others, or maybe something a little bit more serious. So um, there's a there's a lot of resources out there. Um, it's We probably don't have the time to get into all of the specifics today, but no, uh, it's a big part of our focus, and uh, we do understand the need for students, but really for all of us. Well, your work in that area is important, uh, you know, for our students and our, our teachers. And, you know, we so appreciate what you guys do for mental health, especially in those ages uh, as they're growing up and don't really understand how to 
to deal with some of those struggles. They don't know how to identify the struggles. And, um, you know, I think in years past, we, we would just kind of relegate that to some kind of behavioral problem and, you know, stick them in a different classroom or, or other ways in which we would deal with that. And so we've, we've learned a lot better. And you know, I think, as you said, it's not just our students, right? I mean, it's, it's our community at large that, that it really had a, a tough last year and a half. You know, this week we, we've already talked about the CDC and their new guidelines. And, and yesterday I was talking amongst some colleagues and friends and just this look of worry and dread that, oh, my gosh, are we about to have to go into more lockdowns and more masks? And it's like I've already done this. and I'm not sure I can, I can mentally, you know, deal with that again. And so uh, just personal opinion here, I think the path that the school district took that a lot of our, our area and community took last year to say that, that we understand that we can continue to stay open our children can continue to go to school as long as we take the, the right mitigation efforts, uh, I think is the right way. And I'm, I'm so glad that our kids are in school and not like some areas, other areas of the country where they, they, they never went back. And so we appreciate y'all's leadership on that. And, and, and certainly our businesses have been thriving in this area. Um, and the businesses in the chamber, our chamber membership have been really big supporters of, um, you know, the school district, because we understand that the workforce for us is our future, right? And so we've got to make sure that we're investing in, in building a workforce. Could you identify for us just a couple of ways maybe in which the business community, in which our chamber membership and, and those uh, around could get engaged or support you even more so that we can really kind of design a, you know, a workforce development system that's going to both provide great workers for us, but give you the tools to, to, to teach the kids the best that you can. Therein is probably a, another whole program, but let's start the conversation. Um, I, I do think the work is well underway. Um, a, a lot of the pieces have already been laid. The groundwork's been laid. Um, as you know, this past summer we had um, we partnered with the chamber on a summer internship program, and we had uh, about 40 students that were involved in that. Um, and that, again, is just kind of the tip of the iceberg with over 28,000 students uh, total. You can imagine uh, where that could go. And we appreciate the chamber and the business community partnering with us on that. Um, we've, we've partnered in another, a number of other areas with um, uh, another example might be the, the fire services um, with the county. Um, we have a pathway, and, and right now I'm kind of speaking to um, CTAE programs, but, um, you know, the pathways are something where it identifies maybe an interest a student has, and then they take some classes in that area and it come out with some si some sort of a credential or, or um, maybe a good bit of information where they can further their career, further their, their studies in those areas. And, and so I think that's a good example of the fire and rescue when the students get out of that pathway they'll be able to if they want to they can continue their studies or they can go right into a career um, we're looking to do that in a myriad of different ways um, and it, it takes the businesses to help us do that um, I would say one of the first places um, that is of interest to us with businesses uh, are on our advisory committees uh, we have an advisory committee for each of our pathways um, that helps us to identify the skills that are needed 
um, and and really refine the content so the students are prepared to go to work uh, or to further their education in that area. And, you know, I, I think if we just laid a, a content uh, curriculum out there and owned it ourselves and didn't have any input from the people who were actually in the industry, we would be really missing the boat. And so anytime a business sees an area where either there's a skill or a gap in the workforce, we can at least work to help in that direction. Um, you know, it's not an overnight, uh, but it is a it is a work together. Um, one of the areas that um, it, we heard from the businesses in the last couple of years, and I came into this discussion, um, was the, the need for soft skills. And they've helped us um, to develop a program to help our students work on their soft skills and teamwork and how to interview and how to interact with businesses. Um, you know, I think our student, our students um, are really at a high level, and you know, some of the time you can think about an internship program, and and I think you can speak to this from the chamber yourself uh, in being involved in this. Um, our students um, are really at a high level and can uh, benefit businesses even where they are today. Um, so it's a mutual benefit. Whether students students are going to be getting uh, real world experience, but our businesses are actually um, gaining gaining a good bit too because those students can add so much value um, and you know the world's changing um, I, I have to ask my children and students in the system uh, questions ab about whether it's social media or digital media the changes these days and what some of these things mean and and how they're interacting with them so you know I think that back and forth with our students and the businesses can grow and that can be something that we can really continue to, to learn from uh, we also have a work-based uh, learning program as y'all know we have a, about 100 students so again a lot of growth that can happen there where students can actually work um, in a job and gain those skills where it's not just an internship program so um, those are just um, maybe some of the areas I would probably highlight pathways and maybe one day we can talk through all of those and uh, bring in even even another guest that uh, works directly with that that can that can maybe talk through uh, where we're really seeing some benefit and where we could maybe grow and, and learn a little bit more. So look forward to continuing that conversation. Well, that, that conversation is important, Russ, for, for us as a chamber to be having that with the schools because, you know, the kinds of jobs I think that my guidance counselor growing up that was encouraging me to go into might not even exist anymore. I mean, it's just like it changes so fast. In fact, I had this funny comment. I've got a 10-year-old son, and, and he was asking me, he was like, is there a – YouTube or social media influencer class I could take because he wants to be a YouTuber. I was like, I don't think that that's what we want you studying for. But I mean, that's kind of where a lot of a lot of kids these days are looking for a, a non-traditional kind of job. They don't want to, I don't want to go be an engineer or have to be what dad was, right? They want to do something different. So having this conversation is, is really important. Yeah. And you, uh, you kind of talked about the internship program and, and I think, um, you referenced the fact that I think a lot of businesses would be surprised. And we've found in talking to the businesses that did participate, you know, most of them were wildly impressed with the quality of the students and the work that they came in and did. I mean, to the point where they were like trying to, to, to give them increased responsibilities because they were like, 
well, you can do so much more than what we anticipated that you could do. And so it's, it's been a great learning, I think, curve for, for not only for us, for the program, for the future, but I think for the businesses that participated. So, you know, we had, uh, I think 26 businesses participating and like you said, almost 40 positions filled. I guarantee you next year, we're going to see so much more. And I, I think quite frankly, the reason we didn't have more businesses partly was due to the pandemic and, and people were unaware how they could really put them safely in the work environment. And, and we get that, but, um, I guarantee next year is going to be probably twice. And, and it, wasn't for a lack of interest from the student side. We had more than a hundred students uh, apply for those jobs. So um, exciting stuff. You did mention, um, and I want to go quickly back to that before we go on. You talked about the work-based learning. If if a business were interested in participating in that program, what's the best way that they would go about doing that? If they'll just call up to the district office and, and ask that, they'll be routed to the right place. And, Perfect. And we'd love to hear from them. Obviously, we'll be working closely with you all on this, too, and looking forward to expand the program. We've, we've got some uh, really good plans. I, you know, I think um, some of this we're going to hold out until we get the larger community input. Um, I, at the last board meeting, um, I talked with the board, and uh, we're, we're all excited about um, kind of the next phase of our strategic plan um, getting input from the community that's going to be happening this fall um, we were at that point in time where our strategic plan needed to be updated um, so it's a great time for me to learn even more and get input from the community um, it was a it's been a very strong plan for the last five years and we're looking forward to setting one for another five years and as you know things change so quickly that uh, we'll have a number of teams that'll be providing input internal teams as well as external and then we'll make a, a survey available to the overall community and so we really want everybody to participate um, and, and that way we whether you have a child in school or not that way we can get your your feelings about where you see the school district going in the next five years and then we'll see what we can do to put those plans in place to make it happen um, and you know with the people across this uh, county uh, and within the district and the students that we have the sky's the limit I really think we need to continue to think big as we have for a number of years um, and, and then make it happen over the next five to ten years and I can't be more excited about it well and you said think big and and that kind of leads right into my next question and uh, you know we we you alluded to it earlier in in the conversation but um, Columbia County is seeing significant growth what's the the school district's position and how to keep up with that growth here in our county Sure, and uh, that's a it's a great question. I think the school district has managed the growth extremely well. Um, just seeing the additions, the new schools that have been built, um, we're we're in a good place. Um, we we do have the need for additional facilities, and we're going to continue. It seems to have that need, and then we'll have the need to renovate uh, facilities. So um, I, I think what you'll see, and there again, I think I would go back to saying. Um, 
after the full strategic plans completed that'll help us get some of that some of that input um, but we already are putting those additions uh, where the growth is happening um, if you drive by Grove Town um, listen to our board meetings I've got a lot of great pictures that I share um, at our board meetings of some of the additions I was actually just out at uh, Harlem uh, High School this morning and uh, taking a look at the new addition that's going on out there that's going to be fantastic um, we're doing some renovations with our athletic facilities so um, we're we're kind of moving in the direction of of making sure that we have seats for for all the students um, and I, but I think the next question is what is it going to need to look like in about 10 years and probably that would look uh, like a longer range building program and identifying where those needs are. Um, so we need to make sure we project appropriately. I think we'll be working with the county, obviously with the chamber and other groups to, to help us make those projections. And then, and then set the building program to be able to house the needs of the students that are moving into those areas. Uh, we're well situated now, um, and uh, portables will happen. Uh, that's a very good way to manage growth without overbuilding, um, but you don't want to do it for too long. You want to make sure you get uh, your building set. It, uh, new school can take us uh, two to three years to build. Uh, an addition uh, can, can be two years, depending on you know, some of the requirements. Uh, and so we need to we need to set those priorities, know where the growth's coming, work with the county, um, and then and then set the building program. And I'll say one more thing, and it's not just about building new classrooms and new schools, uh, but it's it's also about updating and keeping existing facilities that way. And and you've done a good job in the county uh, with that, and I want to remain focused on that as well. Um, so you don't let any area uh, decline. Um, you keep those. Uh, whether they need to be rebuilt or whether they just need to be um, add, you know, added on to or maybe refined new lighting or new carpet, something like that. Keep it up to a very usable state. Um, so we're proud of our facilities, and it's a good place to, to learn for our students. Hey, you know, growth comes not with just new buildings, right? So it's not just about building new buildings. You know, folks move here from other areas with different expectations about what their school should be, right? So it's, I'm sure a lot of that is trying to figure out how do we meet the needs of, of all those families that are coming in here, especially from, from bigger areas. You know, one thing I always like to ask the new guy, right? So you come in with, with a fresh perspective. You know, you, you've had experiences, you know, long time in Gwinnett County. So, so you've got this experience of kind of how they do things, right? And so you come to Columbia County uh, with this wealth of experience um, into a system that has been run well and it's organized well and it's very successful, but still we don't do everything perfect or maybe we aren't, we're not doing everything right. So as a new guy, you come in with like this fresh perspective. What do you see as some of the biggest opportunities for Columbia County Schools going into the future? Um, it's, it's a great question, and I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I do think going back to continuing to get as much input from our community is probably where the first place uh, to look is, um, because you do have new people that are here, like me, um, and you, so you want to get a good cross-section um, of input from, from your community. Um, and and I did come from a place that grew uh, very fast, but we didn't do everything right uh, either perfectly. It was a, it was a, a tough time. At times, uh, we had uh, some schools that would have as many students out of the building in portables as we did in the building. And, you know, that could have probably been managed a little bit differently along the way. So um, looking forward, 
You know, I, I really think uh, when you're in a growing system, and we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but how far can we look and accurately gauge the needs um, in the future? Um, I, I think we need to keep that outlook a little bit more than that. The strategic plan will probably try to hit a five-year, but I think our, you know, as we look to the growth and the building program and where we want our students to be in, in 10, 15, 20 years, we need to keep that view for us as well. Even though you may adjust it along the way, um, I think a longer-range strategic outlook it is kind of beneficial to all of us. It's probably beneficial to the entire county. Um, and, you know, I've seen that done well, and I've seen areas that maybe we can we can improve on that. So, um, you know, I, I just think that uh, looking forward and working together, I, that's a, probably another point uh, to make. I, the uh, All of the businesses as well as the county, uh, the government resources, and the school system, there's a, a lot of good relationships there and they work together well and so I think we need to build on that because you've got a lot of resources on on all ends of the spectrum and I think you can leverage those to everybody's success and I don't know that anybody necessarily knows uh, and draws a line between the school or the or the county or even um, some businesses or other stakeholders so we need to make that seamless uh, so it's a win-win for everybody. Well and I'm talking about being the new guy, I've, I've kind of filled that role the last year too. And, uh, you know, when does that end? Like, is it the one year mark that you're no longer new? I, you know, you're I, almost there, right? I, I, you're, I, you are I'm there. right there. Yeah, I'm right there. So, uh, I, I hope it maybe extends a little bit longer cause it, it, it allows you a little bit of a grace period. It, it, it's kind of nice, but, um, but going at that, we kind of talked about the opportunities, but from your perspective, personally, you know, I came into the chamber and I was like, there's a couple of things this podcast being one of them, a couple personal projects that I wanted to see happen. From your perspective at the school district, what do you personally want to see happen? What's maybe one or two things on Dr. Flint's list of things that you'd like to see happen in the next uh, maybe year or two? Um, you know, I, I think as we've worked with the teachers and the and the principals this past year, and I'll, I'll say again, I came in in uh, April and then officially uh, took the job in July 1st, uh, even though I'd been working here um, and had a great transition uh, with Dr. Carraway. I can't say enough about that. Um, but I've been spending a lot of my time getting to know people and getting to know the area and, and uh, working with individuals. Um, so uh, kind of first and foremost, it's um, continuing the relationship building in the school district and then aligning the work that we do. Um, I've seen um, a, a lot of success in, in areas that I've worked with um, in a systems-based approach. Um, you can, if you get it right and get your system down appropriately and you, and you set the kind of the priorities of that system, you set the um, expectations, and then you set a process for how you're gonna get there, it makes the work a little bit easier. And so it's not about hiring more people, but it's 
about trying to work smarter in all ways. And so um, I've had some success in that over, over time. And so trying to align the resources we have so we can maximize um, the people we have, not that we hadn't done that already, but you know, I think um, I can kind of bring in some of the processes and procedures uh, that we've known that have worked in our best practice. And so working with the people that we have here to try to make that happen is, is gonna be a focus this year. Good. Well, how, how about we get away from the schools? How about we talk to Dr. Flynn about Dr. Flynn? How about that? But, you know, I'm, I, I think our listeners uh, in particular would like to know, uh, we've, we've talked about you being fairly new, about you personally. You know, why did you get into education? You know, what, what is about the education system that kind of drew you in? Why do you want to be an educator? Uh, what, is, what is it that motivates you as an educator? And then, and then, you know, what do you love about your job as an administrator? I mean, you know, Gwinnett, certainly a very large system. Columbia County is a good size, and there's a lot of challenges that come with all that. I guess the question is this, what do you love about your job? Um, great, great question, and um, I should know the answer to that. So I, I might start back. Uh, you went through a lot there, but I might go back to um, uh, my education as I was um, in elementary, middle, high school. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know that I would say I was the best student. Um, and I think that probably helps me in my role. Um, I had, I had, I think we all have challenges, obviously going through school, um, but in in learning in certain subjects and in certain areas. Um, but I had a couple of teachers that were really focused on me. They they saw something in me that I didn't necessarily see. And um, you know, I think it's really interesting that um, this past week. Um, one of my teachers in high school um, sent me an email who I've kept up with a little bit, but not that closely, and uh, wanted to congratulate me. They heard I was down here as the superintendent and just reached out, and we started a little bit of a dialogue, and uh, he, uh, he actually remembered things about projects that I'd done in his class that I didn't even remember. And so that, uh, and I think we can all kind of think back on on during our time in school or people we've worked with that they helped us uh, define what we wanted to do and uh, and so through that I got an interest in going back and helping other students and uh, my favorite subject was science I did pretty well in the sciences and maths um, and and so um, I had a connection with that and was able to do pretty well once I kind of figured out the game of, of school and went on and and did fine and did well in college and and had some good experiences but I never forgot the challenges of when I was a young and I, it could have been a very different story for me. And I wanted to make sure that I could help other people make it past that time to do what they love. And it may not be education, and they still may not love that subject that they're in, but can they make a connection of that to be able to see where they can be later in their life? Can uh, One of the things we've talked about, uh, we have an acronym this year that we're using as an annual theme of paint, and, and each letter has a, a you know word that goes with that. And and uh, the I is inspire. And I think we all need to be about that, whether you're a teacher in the classroom or you're one of the support staff in uh, the school, don't minimize your impact to inspire students to do something great. 
um, because they all have that within them. And we want them to help find where they're inspired and what they want to do in life. And so, um, yeah, I have the greatest job in the world because I'm doing what I enjoy. And I want others to have that same thing. And actually, I want every one of our students in the school system to feel that. And so we talked about that with with all of our teachers. And since I said it, I know you're probably wondering what all the other acronym, what all the other letters in the acronym are going for. So uh, uh, PAINT is... um, a P for prepare, whether we're preparing ourselves or preparing our students. Um, A is for accelerate, and that's very important at this time because um, if a student has fallen behind, you're never going to catch them up by remediating. There is a need to remediate some things, but you also have to accelerate them at the same time, move them even faster along so they can catch up. And the the I is um, for inspire. Obviously, we talked about that. Um, The N is what we talked about earlier is nurture. It's it's helping our students understand uh, where they are, who they are, um, how they can get better, and nurture them through the school year, uh, however challenging uh, it may be uh, this year. And then the last uh, is T, and that's doing it together. Uh, We're with our students. We're all with each other. We have a great team, um, but also as a county, we're going to bring others together, and we're going to do it all uh, as a team together. And so we're going to paint a beautiful picture this year with our school district. I like that idea about Inspire. Um, It's really good. I think I'm going to use that in my household. Uh, When I'm sitting at the kitchen room, kitchen dining room table with my daughter as she's like complaining about that I'm never going to use this geometry again in my life. You know, this is about finding something in your schooling that it kind of lights your fire and inspires you to go do something. And that may not be your geometry. It might be something else that you learn. But, you know, finding that in, in kids... Uh, at that impressionable age is, is important and, and I'm so glad to hear that you guys are kind of you know locking in on that so that's good just hearing you kind of talk about that is inspiring you know about what our students can look forward to under your uh, superintendent uh, leadership and you know I know our schools are some gems here in this community and and our teachers are you know i know several of the teachers i've got a neighbor who's a a teacher in the school district and um you know they're they're just really excited about about their schools and and teaching so it's great to hear that passion you know you talked about uh we always kind of wrap up with a question uh you know we're again we're the range of influence podcast uh you know you talked about your experience and having an old high school teacher reach back out to you um and i'm sure that was very influential having that kind of um, leadership and just uh personality and, and care uh, for you but who's kind of the biggest influence and and maybe it is that that teacher but uh but who would really would you say kind of brought you to where you are today yeah i i would probably start out just um because it took so many to get me through (laughs) my younger years that um don't minimize your impact um uh, because we all are here to help each other and uh, whether um, it's uh, your neighbor um, or a student maybe um, in in your class or uh, you're a coach for a team um, you're making a a huge impact and I was impacted by so so many individuals um, that that that's why I am where I am today and um, uh, we're great because of our people 
and uh, uh, you asked if and you want that biggest influence. And I, I kind of think back in the kind of my career-wise and where I am right now, um, and I was so fortunate to work with um, the l- really longest-serving um, large system superintendent um, in the in the nation, uh, Mr. Wilbanks, um, Mr. J. Alvin Wilbanks was an amazing leader and is an amazing leader and is just now uh, retiring with well over 50 years um, in education. Um, and I, I was so fortunate to work directly with him for 13 years, but in the school system for with him for uh, the time he was there, superintendent for over 25 years. So um, he had a big influence on me and I keep up with him today. Uh, and I appreciate all he did for me, and I, I look forward to him enjoying his retirement now that he's moving on um, out of his current position, and we'll see where he ends up later. All right, so the bar is set, 50 years. You, you got it in you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm just glad to be here, and, of course, we are looking for a long-range plan here, and I'm, I'm looking to enjoy a, a long time in this community and with this school system. Dr. Flynn, it's been great getting to, to know you and, and kind of hear a little bit about what, uh, again, what our, our students and our parents can expect for this school year. Uh, we look forward to a great school year. Any way the chamber or the business community can help, obviously reach out to us. We're here to support you guys because, again, you guys play an important role in the future of our workforce. Uh, but not only that, you guys play an important role on our children. Uh, you know, both Reagan and I have school-age kids, and, and it's an important part to, that you guys play in their lives. So thank you. Well, thank you for all that and, and for having me and uh, for everybody listening. Let me thank you for welcoming myself and my family to the area. I'm looking forward to getting to know you. If you're interested in um, being a part of the school system, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Great. Thank you, and we'll uh, see you all next time. Reagan, based on that interview with uh, Dr. Stephen Flint, I think our students in the school district are in great hands. Yeah, you can really hear his passion for education, and I really look forward to seeing where he takes this already prestigious school district. Well, again, we thank you all for tuning in and supporting the Columbia County Chamber podcast, Range of Influence. Be sure to subscribe through your favorite podcast app, and please share your favorite episode with your friends and colleagues and help us grow. And as always, we want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, Premier Networks. This podcast would not be possible without their support. Be sure to visit them at AugustaITGuys.com. Again, that's AugustaITGuys.com.